You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, celebrating 25 years of making a living off low expectations. It is uh, six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix today. Hash Brown Hero. That's your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We want to welcome back for a brand new hour, Mr. Bill Bubba Bussey. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for sharing your time with us. I'm very proud Trump of myself. You can't always get what you want. Incredible. Really amazing. Don't be stupid. Try some time. You might find deal or no deal. I don't wear it to play. It's my hair. About Trump. Everybody say All right, so um, last night, Minnesota. How about that kind of owns me? You yeah, know? it is. Minnesota last night, and, and let me tell you something. The President Trump was in rare, rare form. Do you uh, see a trend here, though? He's gone to California. Now he's gone to Minnesota. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are places that Republicans never win. Well, it was not good if you were someone trying to attend uh, the Trump rally. Once again, we we have um, the the alt left, the far left, the the crazies trying to make life miserable for anyone who might go hear a president that they disagree with. Yeah, uh, we're talking things like throwing items at police officers, including human urine, hmm. uh, try, throwing stuff at people. Uh, there, there were a lot of people. Uh, Representative Mark Meadows from North Carolina. He said, you know, inside the arena just a few minutes ago was really lifting up and honoring the law enforcement and giving them the respect um, that they were doing. He says, uh, but then outside a few minutes later, you, you have just, it appears to be hostility hostility toward law enforcement and a, a really unruly crowd. And what they're saying is uh, that it's all about making sure, this is according to Representative Meadows, it, they're trying to intimidate anyone who is considering going to a future Trump rally, uh, and uh, he says, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the people have the resolve. So here we've got people that are saying, you can book your own place, you can have your own private rally, and we're going to stand outside and see if we can't rob you of your right to express your own political beliefs yep. and support any candidate you would like to support. We're going to stand in way in the way of that constitutional right and we're going to intimidate you and go after you and attack you to the point that you may not, you may reconsider going. I mean that we're that's where we are now. Well, mm-hmm. Rick, if you're all to anything, that means you're kind of against the American way. So what right. would you expect? I mean, they don't mind messing up the Constitution. They try to do it every day. Yeah. Well, they hate the Constitution. They they prefer. They think the Constitution is not something to be celebrated. They think it's something to be uh, re, re, reviled. Yeah. It's a tough day for us on a lot of words. It really was. Yeah. It really was. Um, so, so let's go to what, what the president did. Now he had a number of, of one liners and we're going to play the, the one that I seem to be getting the most email and text <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna but, have but to, but to run the list, huh. um, he, uh, he goes after, uh, Minnesota, uh, really, really calls the Minneapolis mayor, Jacob Fry, lousy and weak. Huh. Now he's um, the guy that when Obama went to Minneapolis, the cost for security to the city was uh, that the city gives them a bill for was about twenty thousand dollars. Right for the Trump event, they had quoted them five hundred and thirty thousand mm, dollars. That's incredible. 
He also goes after the uh, the government there for allowing Somali refugees, and he also uh, says that uh, that would include uh, Ilhan Omar, which he referred to as American hating socialist. So um, you know, I, I, I've always thought this was kind of strange that uh, the Somalis chose Minnesota as a place to, yeah. to be a little hotbed. It's not the temperature is not like their homeland. No. I, I never understood that. Why is that, you think? I don't know. Uh, so I mean, if you heard that they were taking up residence in Arizona or right. New Mexico or Utah, you go, well, yeah, that, you know, at least it's common, uh, you know, trying to, think to of their the li- environment. I'm maybe. trying to think the list that you just listed that would make more sense as far as climate. But it's, it's hot in but, Somalia. Well, what I'm thinking is they're picking the right political climate, even if that compromises, you know, the, the weather. You know, but if, if I if, if I've if, lived if, in Somalia in a desert, right? environment most of my life and now i'm in minnesota good night i mean i'd be rethinking that but Mm -hmm. if i was anti-america and i wanted to infiltrate the american society i'd probably go to the most liberal places yeah you you, yeah you obviously would but then comes the the line that president trump delivered uh (laughs) concerning concerning uh joe biden Mm. and uh and it uh, it is it is a dilly and we'll just play it as is because this is now if you're a little sensitive this is not like a dirty, nasty word, or we would beep it. It's the kind of word that your uncle would say, or any football coach from the it's locker know, room or barnyard, yeah, and, and, and maybe maybe your your football coach. So yeah. so here 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 we go. This is President Trump at the Minnesota rally talking about Joe Biden. And your father was never considered smart. He was never considered a good senator. He was only a good vice president because he understood how to kiss Barack Obama's ass. Good night. Look at the pe- I love I love the reaction around him. People can't believe he just said that. I, I I just can't believe he even made sure that he can. Right. You know oh, he emphasized. You know how yeah. we're mumbling yeah. words right. today and we're right. struggling. Yeah. I got a big mouth ulcer that I tried to say the word reviled without using the V sound. It's yeah. hard. Uh-huh. But but anyway, because when you use the V sound, then that ulcer goes right across your front teeth. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. But, but anyway, <laughs> but, but but he he made sure that he spoke so clearly, <laughs> and he said this. You know, because he'll sometimes he'll ramble. But buddy, on oh. this one, you can see him even going. I'm not going to let the crowd overwhelm me. <laughs> right. First of all, don't forget he just referred to Biden's son let him know that no one ever considered your your father to be Very smart. to be smart no right hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean I don't know what to I say know, I know it, it gets, <laughs> right you, you, you don't even know what to say there. I think Greg like was, I think Greg's yeah. just been rendered speechless I, I mean, by President Trump well, that doesn't happen much no, it I know that's amazing yeah so in today's world it's so far from you know what we're trying the when, we're when trying was to the say. last time you saw a sitting president get up at a rally Rick I'd be never and refer to his political candidate as being someone who understood how to kiss the president and then he just drops it right there um you know it's it's kind of a new day in presidential mm-hmm. lingo Rick uh, well it, we it go, started with Twitter yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. again uh, wow you know we've made this analogy a lot you, so we have a bulldozer and that's what we voted for. And that's that's what a bulldozer does. Well, and we also have said to all the politicians, and you're going to see this, by the way, like the unbelievable town hall that CNN had last night, which we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time no. on because it was just so – I just can't take it. Yeah, right? It's just so – Confusing. But, but what I'm saying is – and that's another example, Bubba, and that's why it needs to be referenced. 
It's another example of, if you watched that sideshow last night, it's another example of what created Trump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, they, and they, they're only fueling the fire to get them another round of Trump. You have a, a, a large number of Americans that are saying, my country that I love is being taken away from me and is turning into some sort of sideshow. Yeah. And I will do whatever I have to do to, to retain it. And if I have to go get a Donald Trump to get down in the mud and fight with them, I will. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I think that's exactly what, where we're at today. Yeah. Rick, you know how we sit around and we <clears> – <throat> They always overplay their hand. When overplay, we see a speech overplay. or different, we go, hey, wouldn't it be funny if so-and-so got it and said, I'll tell you what you can do. He actually does it. He does. Well, you know when we, when we hear somebody doing a speech, you, get, you go, he don't mean that. I bet he won't tell everybody, kids. He, you don't have to play that game because he actually gets up there and says it. There's yeah. a guy There's a guy sitting in his chair, and he, he's got probably Natty Light number two, two and a half, okay? And he has on the, the tank top undershirt. Okay? Been working hard. Been worked his butt off today. And he says, and he couldn't believe the first time it happened. I'll tell you what I'd say. Yeah. I'd get up there and I'd say, Joe Biden ain't nothing but a, a blank kissing. And yeah. all of a sudden he looks up and the president's doing it. And exactly. He's like, yeah. It's like he can't believe it's happening. Yeah. It, it, he is doing it's that amazing. thing that you're shouting at the TV set. I tell you what you need to tell him. <laughs> he, and then all of a sudden he goes, and he's, wait a minute, he did. Hey, tell him to kiss you. Rick, wait President, a minute, he did. <laughs> he just said it. Honey, he did it. He President did it. Trump <laughs> says what a lot of people are thinking. Yes. And that mm-hmm. was his connection to his yeah. base. Yeah. Greg, I'll say this again. Congratulations, your president. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Son, I've never followed politics like I do now. Never. <laughs> And I, I'm not alone. You know? I've, I've never followed politics like I do now. I mean, I'm right up here with Chuck Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chuck. All right, we'll go phone trolling next. Lines are available. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Hash Brown Hero taking your phone calls right now. Lines are available for you. Let's talk right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-one minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thirty seconds a pop. Largest number of people. Shortest amount of time. Still to come on the program. Uh, we will be interviewing Congressman Gary Palmer. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of folks, even who are supporters of Trump, that say uh, what's going on with the Kurds and and the and the Turks. Uh, they're concerned that the president may not be making the right decision there. Uh, we'll we'll try to get the history of that and, and get some clarity from Gary Palmer coming up later. Yeah, Rick, I'm hearing all kind of things from all different sides. It's very confusing. And even if Gary was not a congressman, he's always up on these things. He's always been a policy guy. But the fact that he is a sitting congressman and has more insight to this, I think that's going to be very insightful, and I can't wait. And he's not a rhino. He's not anti-Trump. No. He, he, no. He's, he certainly thinks President Trump is the best choice and is the right man for the right time, but that doesn't mean he thinks the president does everything correctly. And frankly, if all you have is a bunch of yes men, you really don't have any accountability, and these people really don't want what's best for the country anyway. None of us do everything completely right, and we need to be open to hearing sometimes from people who may know something about a topic better than may know more than we know about. Yeah, and all I've done, I, I just read up on it, what some different people were saying, and it, it's some – it's some very bizarre um, insight on this um, and some, some real intrigue as to how that's working. And it's very complicated because Turkey is a NATO ally. 
You know, we we'll we'll delve into all that with Gary. Yeah, he knows much more about it than we do. Yeah. So we'll oh, talk yes. to, that's yeah. why he's on him and we're And I'm, I'm gonna ask him what I read yesterday for him to tell me what's right and what's No, we will play the vote Trump song right as he absolutely, comes up. Absolutely, absolutely. Sam in Lexington, Kentucky, thirty seconds. Go ahead, Sam. Morning, Biggin. Hey buddy. hey, buddy. Hey, I got I got the perfect analogy for what Trump did. You know, when he stopped everybody from going and testifying with Congress, you know, yes. you don't need to go up yes. there. He's calling their bluff on impeachment, and I would not want to play poker with that guy. And, Rick, thank you for your letter the other day. I appreciate it, brother. It's my pleasure, buddy. Uh, you know what? That That is um, – that's exactly right. And you said that before. What he's trying to do is not play the games that the Democrats have played in the past. He's saying, no, 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 the way you're trying to do this, you're trying to do the political part, but constitutionally you're not doing this right. If you want to impeach me, you got to have the vote, and I want to see everybody vote so the American people can see it. Yeah, go on the record, and we'll start an official inquiry, and then you actually have subpoena power, but we get in this separation of powers, and there's been times that uh, different branches said, look, you, you can do that to other people. You can't do it to me because we're an equal branch of government. So, you know, then the courts have to step in. So I don't know. A lot of this is American history. It's being written before our eyes. John in Florida. John, welcome to Rick and Bubba. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. Happy Friday. Hey, thank you. Um, I just had a quick comment. I've been holding it for about a week or so. I also have what I like to call Speedy Syndrome, where you can't watch anything embarrassing or awkward. Yes. I just want to ask Speedy, does he have it to the extent that I do, where I even have to change the channel on TV if anything awkward or embarrassing comes up on there? Yes. Yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't handle it. Yeah, he, he, I won't even That's let him. That's why I won't watch The Voice. I won't let him watch The Voice, the blind auditions. Oh, he can't mm-hmm. watch it. No. Boy there, boy, there was one other yeah. night. But here's what's, here's what's weird. You ready for you this? No, but when the family's cheering on. Oh, if I if I know <laughs> if I already know what's happening, like in other words, I know I hey this is going to happen. Like let's say one of you told me and I was I was watching mm-hmm. a rerun or yeah. something like that. I can stay with it because I know. But it's the nervousness of Not anticipating what's going to happen. Also, what I can't handle. <clears throat> and and I thought about Speedy last night. Gronk has been added to the Uh-oh. the Fox NFL crew. Oh no! And and he said something last night that this one right here wouldn't have been able to. So I, I can't wait. I can't share it on air. I'll share it with y'all okay. later on. Because okay. I was just about to say, what did he say? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's typical Gronk. Did he have a shirt on? I can't on figure all? out if he meant to do it on purpose or it was one of those things where he maybe took a bet like we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, Gronk doesn't seem to have a huge coal factor. He doesn't. <laughs> to the phones we go, uh, we continue, and that's probably what you're talking about. It probably it? hurts his feelings a little bit. They're undefeated without him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like everybody who ever played for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason in Montgomery, I-92, WLWI. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? Good. Great. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't heard more about this, but uh, I went to game five in Atlanta the other day, and as we walked in the front gate, Elizabeth Warren was there, and she was passing out tomahawks to everybody. <laughs> but, uh, as, as we left the game, in an attempt to even uh, seem more authentic, as we all exited the gate, she was there, and she was taking them all back. That's funny. That's really good. Uh, Matt Birmingham, 104.7 WZZK. Matt, go ahead. Guys, good morning. How are y'all? He had a lot. He had better material than he had delivery. I know it. Dang yeah. it. All right. Hey, uh, uh, so he should just be a writer. So I watched uh, – I put turned over to the Democratic town hall last night for five minutes. Mm, yeah. And mm. here's here's some of the oh. things that I heard that were just horrifying. I heard that, uh, that bathrooms, uh, everyone will be forced – now, schools will be forced to, to allow people to use the bathroom with the gender they identify with. Uh, they, they 
Cory Booker talked about how all men, even male same-sex couples, should have uh, paid parental leave um, and full paid parental leave. It's pretty much like they're taking all Wow. Yeah, it was. I didn't see much of it either, but you didn't have to watch much we're, of it. We're trying to stay away from it. It's one throw flash. It's yeah, very, I, I'm just. I'm, 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 let, let me say this. I'm gonna go further, and, I, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm serious, and 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 I'm sure you all can understand. I will tell you what, it was. It was heartbreaking. It was sickening, and it was heartbreaking. And you, and you got a lot of. Um, it was heartbreaking. You yeah. remember when we showed the meeting of that group, and and they had to go through all the rules so they don't offend each other. Right. It's got a lot of that too. It you, can't, you can't get any done, oh, yeah. anything done because you got to you know declare this and even snap people. It, Cuomo can't even make a joke. He can't even make a joke. I mean, it's just yeah. It, it, that 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 movement in our country, they, they again, they, they're overplaying their hand. Like I said, I even heard a comedian one time who was in total support of it. Saying, look, you guys have made it impossible. We don't even every time we even try to compliment you, you say we said something that made you mad. I mean, you, you, yeah. there's just so many rules and can't do this, and you got to accept that. You can't question that. You can't do this. But the big thing I took away last night that I didn't hear, but you guys told me, and we've been we've been warning on this program to the church, what's going to happen? And you saw it last night. If they get it, it their way, the churches are going to be told to take scripture and toss it. When it comes to God's standard for marriage, and if you don't take that standard and toss it, then you can forget your tax exemption. And I hope the church is prepared for that test that God may allow to ask the question, will you choose me or will you choose tax exemption? And it's going to break your heart how many churches will justify They'll try to say, they won't say they're rejecting God, even though that's what they're doing. Right. They'll try to justify it, say, well, we're reaching out, we're trying to be kind, mm-hmm. you know, who are we to judge? And they're going to say those kinds of things, and and they're gonna, and they, what they really have at the heart of it is, oh, my goodness, we don't want to pay taxes. We would rather blaspheme God than pay taxes. Yeah. I think what the church needs to be prepared to do is to go ahead and say, sure, we'll pay taxes, that's fine, but I tell you what we're not going to do, we're not going to compromise God, right. and we love the people too much to do that. Because, you know, patting somebody on the back and saying, hey, we had a nice conversation today while they go straight to hell, I don't know that that's a love of anybody. And there's a way to stand for truth. But when you compromise truth, you really don't love God and you really don't love people. But, hey, that's coming. And it may come under a Republican president, but it's coming. I promise you that. Uh, Bottom of the hour, more of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Thank you for being with us. 25 years of the Rick and Bubba Show. Uh, still to come, uh, we'll get more of your phone calls in here momentarily. Gary Palmer, uh, congressman, will be with us talking about the Kurds and the Turks and President Trump's uh, handling of that situation. That'll be coming up a little bit later on in, here today, probably eh, late half, uh, probably the, the, the last fourth of the show. Uh, all right, so uh, audible.com slash Bubba. We do need to talk about that. Audible.com slash Bubba. A lot of you have been asking about, are the Rick and Bubba books on audiobooks? No, they're, they're not. Bubba and I don't have any audio book versions uh, of our books yet, but I will tell you that uh, my wife's book, uh, she's in the process of recording that now. So uh, that should be available probably next year. So audible.com slash Bubba. That is the place where you get, go get all the Audible books that you can stand. Also, don't forget there's you know original programming that is available, original content is a better way to put that, uh, that was designed just for audible.com. Some of the comedians, Bill Ingvall's got something there, Norm MacDonald. They have a, a lot of originals that you can find there as well. And as a matter of fact, if you go to audible.com slash Bubba right now, use that URL, you can choose an audio book, and it doesn't matter the price. You can choose the audio book. 
uh, you get one. Plus, they're going to give you two of those Audible Originals that I just talked about for free. You also can start a 30-day trial. Uh, so go to audible.com slash Bubba. That's audible.com slash Bubba or rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. So the, the town hall last night was mentioned, and it also was mentioned that when you when you get into these uh, these activists and all this, especially the L- LGBTQ um, and, and whatever else is added at, at certain times uh, to, to the point, you, you get to the point where there's so many rules and so many things and so many things you can and can't say, you can't even support them without them being mad at you if you don't say everything exactly the way they designed to say. They really set up an environment. They, they have taken legalism to a place that has become suburbanism. You don't even know what you can and can't say. And even Chris Cuomo has been caught up in this, who we know is not someone who is in opposition uh, to the LGBTQ movement. And now oh, he's a fan. Yeah, he now has to apologize because he, he, he made this joke right here. Uh, so the, here it is from, from Adler. Listen. He's, he's interviewing Kamala Harris. Good to see you, Senator. Thank you for joining us. How are Appreciate you? it. How are you? Anna, thank you guys. And my pronouns right. are she, her, and hers. She, her, and her. Mine too. All right. All right, first question for the night. That's it. That's, I, it. That's it. That's it. Rick, I mean, just set off a firestorm. That set off a firestorm? That's it. Mine and Kamala, too. Kamala, you didn't have to tell me what you pronoun. Well, no, that was the thing they did last night. Yeah. And, and so when they came out, they had to give their pronouns. Oh, my. mine too. And, I and don't, here's don't. the thing, and Adler made me aware of something this morning that I didn't know. Evidently, this is something that's taking shape across social media as well, and people are putting their mm-hmm. pronouns in their bio on their accounts. So I hate to bring that to your attention, Rick, today on a Friday, but there was a mom- there was a moment there where I lost the ability to breathe. I know. I know. <clears throat> the, uh, yeah, so, I had a mini blackout. Yeah. You, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not. We don't even know what our pronoun is anymore. Right. We're con- you, have, you have to introduce yourself. You have to introduce yourself as a pronoun. Let them know, let everybody know, know where you stand. So Mine is zip 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 it do. So so wait a minute. So so Cuomo is in trouble. Yeah, his, uh, this is Twitter. There's his, oh, really? there's his He's in trouble because all he said to Kamala Harris tell. when she said her pronouns are she, her, and hers, mm-hmm. and he just said mine too. Yep. And he's in trouble. It's a little joke. See, I, I thought that was a good joke, really. I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. They don't have much of a sense of humor. No. no good no. night, no. Now, what's your sense of humor pronoun? That'd be none. None. No, zip. No. Now, I want you to listen. This is or a guy. Zun. Listen, this is a guy. This is a guy. This is a guy who has agreed. Listen, who has agreed. Who has agreed to come to the town hall because he wants to support the LGBTQ? Yeah. They want to have a town hall there to let every candidate come out and talk to this voting base right. and this movement and say we're with you. Chris Chris Cuomo is there to say I'm with y'all. That's right. And he gets in trouble yeah. for simply having a little lighthearted moment. Mine too. Look, I got news for you. Yeah. If you're confused, <laughs> you better and, lighten and up. You, and you don't know what bathroom to go to. And you can't figure all this out. Some pretty simple things in life. You better have a sense of humor. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's like, uh, you know, I, you guys, some of the things. I hate that, to bring this up too. I've got to ask this though. I have noticed down this same line on my phone when I am typing things, texting stuff, and I put I in that it changes it to ZI. Does is it anybody really? else having that that same? Well, I know. And is that. that is that the new is that the new pronoun for I? Is it Zai? But you got so many. Are say. you having that ham? Do you shake your head? Have you seen? Well, that I've too? noticed it's changing things that I'm putting in to to be more politically correct. Not necessarily in that case, 
but I have noticed things. That I mean, will it happens a lot. Say no, I didn't. I didn't mean it. I, I wanted to actually say this. I don't want to be politically correct. Like I will be. I will I don't type need and to say. I, I will try to come by later, and it will. It will type <clears throat> ZI. And I have to go back and fix it. Wow. And that may just be a typo. I'm trying to text know, you, I don't and I don't, I'm is. not seeing it when I try to. Well, I'm just saying I've seen no, it a lot. Okay. That's why I'm no, asking. I, is anybody I, else? But to I'm your point, you, I, I am seeing a little bit I'm going to tell you it wouldn't surprise me at all. Is, that, is that one of the new pronouns? No. So we're adding a letter, which is more complicated. They, so, so listen, what we, what we just saw, <laughs> Cuomo had to go and put please read in all caps. When Senator Harris said her pronouns were she, her, and hers, I said mine too. I should not have. Why? I apologize. Well, maybe he identifies as a female. Yeah, I am, he could, if he'd have stuck to that, he'd have been fine. I am an ally of the LGBTQ community, and I am sorry because I'm committed to helping us achieve equality. Thank you for watching our town hall. Unbelievable. Uh, you know what? Chris, I, I wish you the best, but you're not going to be able to ever make everybody happy on this movement, I'm telling you. Uh, I, I think that there's – because what they're really saying is we would like to also castrate your sense of humor. Yeah. And uh, again, we, we say it every time. It's chaos. It's nothing but chaos. The total, whole night was chaos. Total total foolishness and chaos. We could, I love the 80s. And we could spend the rest of the show on it, but back to the topic that you just mentioned about churches and tax exemption. This is coming from me, and this is Beto. This should scare us all here. Take a listen to this. I want to ask you a question. question. This is from your LGBTQ plan, and here's what you write. This is a quote. Freedom of religion is a fundamental right, but it should not be used to discriminate. Do you think religious institutions uh, like colleges, churches, charities, should they lose their tax-exempt status if they oppose same-sex marriage? Yes. And that should scare us all. Well, and here's here's what they don't understand. He just said and acknowledged these things are mutually exclusive, by the way. Right. That our country has a freedom of religion, but people shouldn't have the right to discriminate by their religious beliefs. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. Well, then you yeah, don't have freedom of religion. That was, that was exempt from the civil rights uh, legislation. Did you know that was taken out? They said, well, you can't tell somebody that if their religion says it's immoral to do this, you can't force them to do it. So let's not have that in the Civil Rights Act of 1963. Is that what it was? And uh, so they took it out. So even our government has already gone on record as saying you can't, as long as they're not harming people physically or killing people, or they 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 have to stick. To, it's it, it, it ceases to be their religion, yeah. And they cease to have the freedom they can't practice if they can't practice it. Right. And I've got news for you for those of us that are that say out loud, I am a follower of Jesus. Okay, and I want you to know I'm saying that right now. Okay, well then Jesus discriminated against everything other than him. I'm the way. I'm the truth. That means I'm one truth. That's me. I'm the way, one way. I'm the truth, one truth. I'm the life, one life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Well, I got news for you. That's discrimination. He's discriminate on who he says. Uh, He says that. He says anything that's not me is a lie. Anything that's not me is not life. Anything that's not me is not the way. That's Jesus Christ. So I guess this group is telling Jesus that if, if they had their way, he's not allowed to be Jesus. Rick, I, I hate to bring this up too, but heaven also discriminates. There is a gate and there is a wall. You know how else? You know how it's else? laid out in by the Bible, the exact dimension. Can I tell you another way that, that everybody, all of us need to know, another way that God discriminates? He says, mm-hmm. I am holy, therefore I provide this redemption. If you reject this redemption, we said it in the Bible study Wednesday, you have rejected the highest authority in the universe because I cannot receive you if you have not been redeemed. 
I reject the non non repentant. I can't help it. That's just who I am. I'm, hey, I offer hope, I offer peace, I offer grace. But you know what else is just as much a part of my character as those things? My wrath on on those that have not been redeemed. I have to. Wrath is part of my personality. That's who I am, and I and my wrath will be handed down on the unrepentant. And I and I I will hand down wrath on the unredeemed. That's why I've offered redemption. So if you 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 know like we said, hey, I can't serve. I just don't know about a God to send people to hell. Well, no, God's God. The God we serve is deliver, delivering people from hell. People send themselves to hell because He's provided redemption, and you just reject it. Right. You'll have to crawl across the cross and throw yourself into hell. But if you decide to do that, you'll be discriminated against, as Bubba just said, and you will not be in the presence of God. That's just a fact. And uh, and and so, the churches. I'm telling you, this is coming. And I already see some of you out there taking votes. And you know, you know what else Jesus said. And I I hate to break the heart of our little town hall. You know what else Jesus said? As my father made them male and female, as my father made them male and female, a husband will leave his family and he will cling to his wife, and the two will become one. I know some of y'all think Jesus didn't confirm the standard that was established in Genesis, but he did, over and over. Every time he spoke of marriage, he would go back to my father's standard. It still stands. When Paul talks about marriage, you know what he says? What was established in Genesis still stands. When Peter talks about marriage, he says the establishment that was established with male and female still stands. We get to the revelation, the bridegroom is coming for the bride. It still stands. The writer of Hebrews, may marriage be held in a place of honor by all, and may the marriage bed never be defiled. God loves marriage, which is why Satan hates it. Bingo. And, and, and if you can't see that and you claim to be a follower of Christ, you, your, your Holy Spirit glasses, are, are, they're fuzzy. You don't see this clearly. You're rejecting things that are right in front of you. And um, so the churches, your tax, tax exemption is coming. But you know what? For the Church of the West, I think a little, little persecution would do us some good. You know, there's a lot of places right now say, man, it's hard to find a seat on Sunday. Now, we stick to the standard. There'll be some room in there. You know, it, 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 it'll weed out a lot of pretenders. We'll be Rick back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, this is Phil Robinson out of Duck Dynasty. You're listening to Rick and Bubba. Pay attention. We're back. Eight minutes to the top of the hour. Paul in Tony, Alabama, standing by patiently. Hey, Paul, thanks for your patience, Paul. and welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Hi, Paul. Hey, Biggins. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, my pronoun is fellow Biggins. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to talk about the tax exemption. If the churches do lose their tax exemption and their nonprofit status, then that allows these guys to come after the churches as if they were businesses. Yeah, Bubba was just talking like about that. Doing to, just like they're doing in Colorado with the bakers. Yeah, what what will happen, and I, I think uh, we've seen this laid out in, in some other instances, they, you know, a lot of churches go, okay, we're not changing that. We'll, we'll look, we'll, we'll pay taxes. That's fine. Um, and then they're also then at that point going to have to have business licenses and, and that kind of thing, and then they will, then they'll revoke those. Because going, you're not following our code or whatever. I mean, they'll be relentless in it. You know how they are. Yeah, they will. And you know, the good news is we are having some victories in some of the Supreme Court rulings where some of these businesses are finding their way. But you got to spend a lot of money to get there. Oh yeah. And yeah. and they are realizing that if you look at the Constitution, 
uh, what some of these businesses are being uh, attempted, uh, some of the attempts to force them uh, to break the moral code of their convictions and their religion. They are losing, uh, but 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 they're not losing in the lower courts. You have to get to a higher court to right. get it. So you're going to spend a lot of money defending yourself, and you're right. That'll be the next thing. Now, now fact, you, the now, Supreme Court ruled on something yesterday, and I couldn't. I was uh, what was that? Um, they upheld. Um, there was a conviction for it was one of the first cases where an unborn child was one of the victims murdered, and they were going to be executed. And and it was in our state. Next Supreme Court let it go. They did not. They did not change it. Right, because they've been saying that they the, the, the I think that's what it was. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't have it down here in front. Yeah, of me. the pro-choice movement realized they've they're inconsistent with charging people with murder that kill a woman who's pregnant uh, of the baby as well. And as you said, that came up on this particular court, and they stayed with that's right. two lives, not one. Right. Uh, Lynette in Valley, Alabama. Lynette, go ahead. Hey, this is Nanette. I just want to call and tell y'all that I am a pastor here in Alabama, and I really appreciate your boldness. And standing for what God's word says, that yes, we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves, and that is exactly what we do. But that responsibility also includes making sure that our neighbor understands what God's word says. What what was the? Uh, I know there was a vote in one of the. I know inside denominations there are different chapters and and all this. What mm-hmm. what, what what was the group of Methodists that had to do a vote on whether they were going to adhere to God's standard for marriage? What 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 yeah. part of the Methodist Church was that? That occurred in our general conference that was held first of the year, and you know there, unfortunately, there's you know some division and and how you know different uh, people in our denomination you know view same sex marriage. Um, you hate to see the division happen, um, but you also you know hate to see the controversy you know making you know the news like it is now because. That's not what Chris, you know, Chris Christians, well, we're all, build unity, and it makes it hard. Well, you know? you, but you know this. I mean, you know the Word of God, so you know this too. This has been going on since Acts. Uh, I mean, you yeah. know, we, we have the Jerusalem Council where James had to come and say there's bickering among the, the new Gentile Christians and the new Jewish Christians, uh, and we do. are we supposed to do this? But when it comes to marriage, God's Word, is it, it could not be more clear and so then I kind of go First Corinthians five. If I've got people inside the church that are voting against God's standard for marriage, once they've gone on record, I would remove them from the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, yeah. they shouldn't be there. Uh, right. but, yeah. And that, you know, that's yeah. And unfortunately, you know that that's that's where we're finding ourselves. And it's not just you know the Methodist denomination that's yeah. Yeah. facing these challenges. It's all of them. You know. And, yeah. The, it's um, the law, you know, and even in Alabama now, what they've done with, you know, the way that you get married in Alabama, it's like really, you know. That, well, as long as the church, yeah, the government is not to be trusted with this kind of stuff anyway. The the, mm-hmm. sta- the standard of marriage was established by God. The government really right. shouldn't be involved in it at all. Uh, but the churches right. who look to God and say we reject your standard and we don't think this is your, we think there's error in this revelation that you gave us about yourself. When you're doing that. Claiming to be part of the church of Jesus Christ, the Bible the Bible does not come down on that in in a good way at all. And uh, those people should be removed from the church body because they've claimed to be part of the body, and then they're openly sinning against God. And the Bible's clear; those people should be removed. The, the way we treat the lost is a completely different 
uh, standard in the Bible than the way we treat those inside the church. Exactly. You know, pa- Paul says, hey, God judges those outside the church, but he's given us the authority to, to, to hand down judgment of those inside of the church. And, uh, right. and, and, and everybody who voted against God's standard in the Methodist church should be removed. No, and you know it's um, it's it, it's a hard crossroad to be in, and I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, that's this is what we're called to do. Right, but I would and rather be on the bad side of because if we're teaching people and we're not teaching people the true word of God, you don't love them. Then we don't. You know, we really don't. I mean, we're just trying to be politically correct in everything that we do and you know the the challenges that we face like you said they're not new i mean they've been happening since the beginning of time and it's um it's our responsibility to get the word out to help people to understand that yeah to understand the truth i appreciate that yeah it's it's like we, you said yeah you're right this tr- these things have been going on since the beginning of the church but you know what we have to say that too and you did to give you credit it's also shown us how to deal with it yeah, you, you know, you hey man, man, this this ain't anything new. They had they had trouble in the churches and bad theology and false theology. They did, but they also told us how to deal with it. That's the part I don't understand. If we acknowledge you're reading the scriptures and you see this has been going on within the church, well, you know what else is in those scriptures? Exactly how you're supposed to deal with it. And when we get off the page is when we go, I think, or we think, mm-hmm. Here's or, what, we, or my yeah. God won't do this, and my God won't do that. Well, suddenly uh, you've got God worshiping you. Yeah. And I've got news for you. I doubt that's the setup. Mm-mm. God has been who he is <laughs> and is the beginning of everything. And when he decided to make human beings and we stepped on the scene, nothing changed about God. God is not a human worshiper. I know some of us think he is, and I hear some of the new modern contemporary so worship songs that you, you sing some of them, and you almost think they're writing songs that God worships, worships human beings. i got news for you. That is incorrect, and that's bad theology. Top of the hour. If uh, if you're leaving us, we hope you have a great day and a great weekend. If you got more Rick and Bubba, top of the hour, Lord willing, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, Hash Brown Hero is your Rick and Bubba intern, taking your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We do want to thank former intern Juju, uh, who now works for Jack's Family Restaurants. And all the folks at Jack's for bringing delicious breakfast again today. For the entire audience, uh, and Bubba, nothing really excites me more than knowing that Jack's Bacon Mania continues. Oh, right. Uh, bacon Mania. Bacon Mania. You'll see a lot that of different... That makes me a Bacon Maniac. Yeah, their, their ultimate bacon breakfast sandwich is, uh, is fantastic. Eight pieces of bacon, uh, egg, cheese, and mayo on Texas toast. That's available uh, through uh, November the 12th. Also, if you're headed out this weekend to do a little tailgating, or maybe you're watching at home, don't forget the Jack's Football Big Box. Uh, your next tailgate, head over there, pick up the Football Big Box, get 10 pieces of hand-breaded fried chicken, or you can get 15 pieces of the fresh, never-frozen chicken tenders. There'll be two side, a large southern sides with it, five buttermilk biscuits. You get all that for $20.99. Football is just better 
with Jack. You heard Bubba. Welcome back, Bubba. How you doing? Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for allowing us to do what we do for 25 plus years. Global warming update. Man-made carbon emissions going out, warming the earth. And when it doesn't warm, we say, well, that's part of it too. Uh, Causing extreme weather, except for the times when we have long periods of time without extreme weather. That's still part of it. Uh, yeah, are they? They're blaming all that on the snow and stuff. Or having sure, it's that when we don't have snow, then right. we blame it on that as well. So here we go. It is man-made global warming. Before I read today's story, I don't. I want you to know, and it's one of the things that Bubba and I have a lot of fun with. Most people who believe in man-made climate change also do not believe in creation. Most of them are evolutionists, but at the same time, they will go out and do their best to stop what would be defined in its purest form as a natural process evolution. Of evolution. All right, so, so anyway, and here's another example. Uh, the global warming crowd, and I love this. Bubba, you know what the first line to support what I'm about to say? Ex- oh, share it. Experts say. Oh, yeah. Experts That's say. That's kind of like somebody said. Yeah, somebody said. Somebody said. Well, you know they say. You remember Greg and I had a friend that uh, that went on to the to be with the Lord at a very young age, but he had a great – he actually drew to drew a picture for us because he was a very good artist on, on what he thought they looked like. Yeah. And yeah. it was just a room of a bunch of old men with a bunch of opinions. They, right. knew, they, right. they yeah. knew everything. Yeah, they say. You know they say. Experts say global warming could – don't miss the word could – Make three hundred and eighty nine, Greg. For you, that's a very specific number. It sure is. I know you look for those kind of things. Could have went with three ninety. Yeah, could make three hundred eighty nine, <laughs> not three eighty eight, no. not three eighty, not three ninety. Three hundred and eighty nine species of North American birds extinct, including hmm. robins and grouse. If the temperature, if, if notice the word could, notice the word if, and notice the word experts. Very, very broad strokes. Rick, is this a Candy Cootie Woody? Candy Cootie Woody. And you know what? Thank goodness he did. But anyway, if the temperature rises, Bubba, wait for it. And no one has said this is even remotely possible anytime soon. Three degrees. Oh, three degrees. If if it rises. Why'd they pick three? Three degrees Celsius. Yeah, which that's even a little that's more another than, thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot okay. of things would change if it if it moved that much. Yeah, uh, a new uh, got it. Hey, look. Know, Roy Spencer, Doctor Roy Spencer, who we had on the podcast, mm-hmm. and he was very clear. He said we're talking about tenths of degrees, and and really our instruments are not even set up to to monitor those small changes. But now let's bring up the uncomfortable truth that was just mentioned. If part of the circle of life, human beings, evolution live their life as the highest evolved creature, mm-hmm. and the way they live their life, if other lower creatures cannot hack it, then good riddance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hmm. It's just tough beans. I mean, if you're an evolutionist, it ought to be tough beans for them because that's the way it was meant to be. They've been filtered out because they're subpar. But wait a minute. Now that, that's what they say. If you're an evolutionist, Whoa. you have to be... You have to uh, stick with that. Whoa. You can't have it both hey. ways. Whoa! <laughs> you are confined by your own rules and requirements. Whoa! Go read the document. <laughs> but you know what they're saying, Bubba? Oh, listen, wait just a minute. And this, Bubba, this almost sounds like a... 
Biblical worldview, creation, Bubba, a creator. The creator said that human beings were not an evolved creature. The creator said, I've given them a responsibility to take care of creation and to manage creation Mm -hmm. and to subdue creation. Subdue was the correct word, yes. Well, it sounds like if if human beings need to be careful what happens to 389 species of of North American birds... That sounds like something that might you could find and maybe justify better in the Bible. Now we'd have to prove that that mankind is producing carbon emissions to the level that it's so dangerous that 389 species of birds. Now that that's a theory, right? But 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 what they're saying is what Bubba? Not let evolution take its course. Highly, that should be their position on it. They're not saying that. You know what they're saying? Human beings need to do something about it. Well, wait a minute. Oh, Nelly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's not, that's not very evolutionist. That's not very evolutionist like. No. That's not a very old earth point of view. No, it is not. I mean, it, what it should I'm be. I'm afraid you got to get your theories in line here. You, you, know hmm. what, uh, you know what evolution should say to the old robin and the grouse? You better get your act together. And really, Are you not gonna make it? Uh, technically, you better by, adapt. By their definition. Man, who is the highest evolved animal, who is at the top of the food chain, ought to be able to do what the heck they want to do. Whoa! If the lion is the king of the jungle, the man, and that's the species, mm-hmm. is king of the planet. No question. As a matter of fact, the lion had a... I mean, had, I'm just saying that's their theory it, on it, which I don't subscribe to, but by their theory, yeah. that's the way that they should look at all of this. If you're an evolutionist, you know what you say? The lion had it going on until... The human evolved past the line, picked up a gun, shot it in the head. Yeah. Okay, so now. Well, I, I think the human, once it, they had the thumb and could throw a rock, probably moved ahead. Yeah, they moved yeah. ahead. Right? <laughs> and the Spear, bird. definitely. You know what? You, you're hollering, hey, bird, hey, bird, you better evolve or you're not going to be able to hack it if we raise this thing up a few degrees. Have you noticed, with the possible exception of an otter taking a rock mm-hmm. and breaking a clam with it, no animal uses impressive. tools? It's impressive. No well, animal uses tools. Well, chimpanzees do. Well, yeah, again, we're, we're talking about rocks. Right. Yeah. right. They, they, none of them have, have stitched no, something together. They, no, haven't they haven't made a tool. They haven't put two rocks together with a stick. No, as a matter of fact, my, my opposable thumb, as I begin to get arthritis, my, they're starting to operate more like a chimpanzee. Yeah, right, on. I think I can take a rock and break something with it, but I, I can't do you fine motor skills. Yeah, you know? the evolutionist uh, theories and the way they act have a definite disconnect. And, and I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's just the truth. That's just the truth. Well, that's just terribly inconsistent, right? Yes. And I, I will submit this to you, Rick. I don't think that three what are they three degrees Celsius that three hundred eighty nine species three. of North American birds would go extinct. Three eighty nine, no. baby. What they would do is they would migrate to the place that they're comfortable. Yeah. Right. They'd now, adjust. if you don't think that is not, we can see that. We can see that right now happening. And I know, I know how. Uh, uh, what was his name with the evolution? What was the name came, guy came up? Darwin. With? Darwin, because he was big on watching these things, right? So he, the micro he, he viewed all this. He saw some micro. If you saw most of the newscast yesterday with your local weather guy, I would say a majority of them showed an amazing radar image yesterday that showed the cold front coming in, and it showed where the warm air was at and there was a big yellow divide between it did y'all see this yesterday span had it on too it it was monarch butterflies that were migrating south there were so many of them that they showed up on radar they actually had a line on the radar that's a lot of monarchs so 
if monarch butterflies go, hey, it's getting cold, I think I'll move south. Right. Because they went from uh, – what is that? <laughs> did somebody try to get a saw started? Somebody put Jake Brace on back there? Did somebody there? snort? Was that a snort? <laughs> That's good. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so if monarch butterflies, Rick, will migrate and the, and the temperature, you know, change dramatically before and after the, the, the front coming through uh, – <laughs> I think birds might do the same thing. I, I don't. Exactly. I don't really think that their their little their little feet are not in concrete, Rick. They have the gift of flight. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. they migrate seasonally anyway. Right. And they have to don't work you hard because they can't fly straight. They got to do this all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's oh, quite a quite a journey. Imagine? Yeah. Well, let's That's go. a they lot of flapping. You know. <laughs> so what you're saying is the only <laughs> thing that Darwin could 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 document was well, adaptation yes, or did. microevolution. That is correct. That's Speak. all he said because he didn't live long enough to see. And then what he said is, I'm gonna make a, his theory. I'm gonna make a hypothesis and a theory. Yeah. I'm gonna say if I see microevolution in species, then 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 the macroevolution of species to species might also be possible. Rick, but you was, know what he said? There's some things you got to find to complete my theory, and we've never found them. And then everybody acts like it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he made he made some very small observations, and then made a giant leap in his speculation that could not be proved and has still not been proved. And in fairness to him, he said it was a theory, and he right, said, here's what you right. need to be looking for to right. confirm it. And we never. And he have... said, if you can't find this, it's not true, right. and we never found it, but we accepted it's true. Right. But I tell you one thing, I don't want to hear... just like the big bang and background radiation. Don't get me started in that. I don't want to hear any evolutionist telling the highest evolved creature on the planet that he better watch out. I don't want to hear that. Look, everybody better just get out of our way. We'll do what we want to. We're top of the food chain. If the the birds want to catch up to us, they need to evolve. That's right. Make some tools. Get you some radar. Some of y'all said we came from birds, so who cares when they go away? Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Bubba, to your point, back on the global warming story, a friend of mine said, if anyone wonders if birds can adapt, come to Alabama and we'll show you our new permanent residence, Canadian geese. Yeah, yeah. They, at one time, they did not live here, and they have upgraded to Alabama, saying we like it here. This is good. We're Guys, ha- the hummingbird comes from Central America and Mexico. Yep. They'll adapt. He can't maintain yep. that wing yep. speed. That That's a long way. Of course, if you took Greg's brain and put it in, it'd fly backwards <laughs> up a mule's butt. You, yeah. you know, the hummingbird is Thanks, really uh, if you if you see like good video slow motion. Oh, that, that's good. That that's incredible. That's an incredible. I, 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 I can I can just stare. I could just stare at that for hours. I mm. can too. It's hours. So right. yeah. Well, they turn them over too. You know, it's crazy. Come and yeah. it's, 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 you go. How is all that happening? That's that a lot of energy in that little thing. Woo-hoo. A lot of nectar. Woo-hoo. The world is going to end in twelve years if you don't address climate change. Casio Kid Cortez update. There she comes. She's she's out to get the wealthy, which based on this story may include her. She got them realtor eyes. I can always tell by realtor eyes. She got them. She got them. Coming to take she me got away, ha ha. They're coming, coming to, to take, take me away, ho ho. Hee hee. Ah ah. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. She has been waging war against the wealthy. She wants Bubba a seventy percent tax rate on the wealthy. 
But now we just found out on a recent trip, the socialist darling, but keep in mind, this is not this is not going to seem as outrageous or inconsistent or hypocritical as it may seem, because if she's not telling you, she plans on being part of the ruling class. Right. And the ruling class in socialism, they still do quite well. Yeah. It's the rest of us poor saps that get thrown under the bus. Mm -hmm. We're standing in the grocery store going, where's the rump ribbon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rick, where's the bread? Uh, the the socialist darling dropped big bucks for a haircut. Mm-hmm. $80 on the haircut, $180 for low lights. I guess that's where you... you what is that? You low put lights? in the dark color to you take out the gray. Yeah, you got highlights and low lights, I guess. Yeah. I oh, I guess so, yeah. All of this was last uh, was Speed. last month at the Last Tangle Salon in downtown Washington, D.C. Hit me with that name again. The Last Tangle Salon. Tangle okay. A. That's funny. Uh, that's funny. This, this is being reported <laughs> in the Washington Times, okay? Right. The outlet noted that there's a 20% tip, or $52, which would bring the total to the haircut of to 312 bucks. Hello. While suggesting she could have saved about $100 or more at the chop shop, That's the government-subsidized <laughs> Capitol Hill Barbershop. That is hilarious. <laughs> now, I don't know if you saw, and Adler, I don't know if we can find the video. When she was asked about this, she said, they just hate us because we look good. That was it. Uh... <laughs> I saw her saying it was hilarious. Oh well, I mean, if you had uh, if you had a, a tax supported, so here's what she's telling. There's a lot she's telling you here, by the way. She's telling you that she wants you to live one way while she lives another. Well, yeah, that's always right. standard with a ruling class but, in socialism, communism, uh, Nazism, or any other ism like that. And mm. another classic big government move. She wants you to use tax subsidized crap, but she's not going to. All right. Okay, she, whatever the, the the government version of whatever, everybody else is going to use that. I'm not. I mean, right? If you believe that the government should tax and provide things, the government, the taxpayers of this country, for some reason, are providing haircuts uh, to the government, and she's not even using the haircuts that we provide. She's going off to the private sector and getting an expensive one. You know why? Because she thinks it must be oh better, better. Oh, high quality out there in the private sector. Yeah. A little bit better. Now it's expensive. Yeah. But but by the way, I got to know: <laughs> is, is it a scam that these salons do to women? Do no, they, do they just that, you're like say those prizes are not. Really do they do they just do they just pull? No, no, it's not out of whack. But I mean, it, it's cheaper than what she had there. At the oh, show. at the job shop. But, but I'm talking I mean, about: do they just grab numbers out of the air and just? I mean, how much does it cost to provide low lots? I know. I mean, what, what's the well, cost? 80 bucks, according to this. What's the cost? But what's the right, cost to the hairdresser? Is that right? What's the cost to the? That's hair- the question. Yeah. Eight, it's eighty bucks on the hair. Pretty good markup, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Hundred and eighty on the low lots, or you could say highlights. But what do they have invested in? It? Yeah, is it like pizza? You know, what's you, the mark- oh, you what's mean the what's markup? Yeah, yeah, what's the markup? What's the- well, they got time and and product, Training. I guess, in low lots. Uh, with the haircut, you would have. We've got a, we've got yeah, a debate got, about the cost of it. We're trying to figure it out here. The fellow down front with the cap on, he's not saying a word. Yeah, well, I mean, you think you think he cares? Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to sports club. That'd be like Speedy getting in on but, but, oh, but Okay. But what, joke. but what I'm talking about well, is, I know I when most that. women go to a, a beauty salon for any kind of coloring or anything, it's oh, expensive. it's outrageous. And what I'm not saying that that's not the price that you would pay yeah. at where she went. It's just interesting that she went to an expensive place while telling people that yeah. rich people. Yeah. Right. She walked yeah. by the chop shop on her way out. Adler, yeah. put that, put her tweet back up. People just don't like because they look good. Is that what mm-hmm. she said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, th- so. this is this is another example of her deranged view of things. 
Read, read that. 40 million Americans. <laughs> here it is. 40 million. Big number, by the way. 40 yeah. million Americans live in poverty under today's extreme inequality. Yet the right wing wants you to blame Democrat socialism for their own moral failures. Our policies like Medicare for all advance prosperity for working people. They're just no. mad because we look good doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Especially Bernie. Here's the thing. I, I don't know about your numbers. I don't know about the poverty number level. I question that sometimes too. But look, capitalism is not a perfect system. There is none. But if 40 million are below the poverty line, and that's bad, that means, ooh, what do we got? 260, 290 million above the poverty line? Mm-hmm. Which is more than you can say for Venezuela, Cuba, and these other workers' paradises. Right. Vietnam. Good point. Well, keep in mind, you, you've made a great point there, AOC, and I accept your numbers on that, by the way. Thank you. We'll be back. 866-WE-BE-BIGS, our number. Your phone calls are coming in. We'll chat with you. Gary Palmer, a congressman, will also join us within the next hour here on the program. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start a we're back, 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. All right, so as we make our way back, Bubba and I actually got a really cool email uh, that came to us, uh, I believe it was earlier in the week, uh, concerning Bombas. And uh, people have seen uh, firsthand the job they do on how many pairs of socks that they donate to uh, to needy people all over the world. And you know how they do that? Is every time that you or I, and I love these socks, uh, bombas.com slash Bubba, every time we buy a pair of Bombas, then they donate a pair to someone in need, and, and Bubba got an email, then sent it to me, and somebody said, hey, I saw them actually doing it. I, I saw how many socks they actually accumulate and give, and it was really beautiful to watch. So if you are, are getting ready to you know, say, hey, I, it's time for me to get some new socks, could, could we suggest you go to Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S, dot com slash Bubba? Um, the, the socks are made with comfort innovations like arch support, a seamless toe, a cushioned footbed, and, uh, and and this just means they're really, really comfortable, and you'll love them. i tell you where I see the most difference. All of their socks are good. But whenever you go to put on some dress socks, you know, like you, you, you've got something come up, you need that. They're just so much more comfortable mm-hmm. than what else is available. But the, but the stuff that you're active in, they're very good, too. Now, the Merino wool, now this is something that Adler and his wife love. I was not familiar with Merino wool. Uh, but they now have a new line of Merino wool socks, and they're soft, warm, and, they, they of course, they, have, they naturally – you know, remove moisture from your feet. Uh, and they have them on all the classic comfort features. So uh, look at the Merino wool line as well. It's brand new. So B-O-M-B-A-S.com, Bombas.com slash Bubba. That'll get you 20% off. There's also a link at RickandBubba.com under the Sponsors button. To the phones we go. Uh, we go to uh, Bob, New Blockton, Alabama. Bob, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Hey. New Brockton. It's New Brockton, Alabama. We are thriving one-stop town. <laughs> oh, we love it. I'm sorry. They put Blockton on the on the board, but that's all right. You go ahead. Hey, I just want to give you the definition of an expert. Okay. An X is a has-been, a spurt's a drop of water. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call. 
Jason in Tuscaloosa. Jason, go let ahead. Write, let me write that down. Good morning, Fat One. Hey, how's Howdy. it going, buddy? Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Rick, can you give me Asian Beth Mowens calling an M- NBA game in China? <laughs> Asian oh, my Beth gracious. Do that. I <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. We got an Asian Beth Mowens. <laughs> you know, I think hey, uh, that's, that's hard. Maybe a good combo. That's, that's tough. I'd like to hear it. Uh, I think impersonation on top of impersonation. That's, that's loses, tough. It that's loses tough. something. That's almost like juggling. A lot of yeah. talent. Uh, Beth Mowens, we will sound the air raid for the team. That has Beth Mowens calling their game this weekend. If you're if you're terrified out there, we'll have that update coming up. Uh, we continue. Let's go to Lee in Madison. Lee, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, guys. Ah, right, doing good. How are you? Doing okay. Hey, I was I was calling. Uh, you guys were talking about a crazy AOC a few minutes ago, right? And how much money that she paid to have her hair done. Right. I'm a hairstylist, so the uh, the actual product that's needed to do a low light is about a six to eight dollar tube of hair color uh-huh. okay. about a ten dollar ten to twelve dollar box of aluminum foils and developer which is about twenty dollars and you could get about 18 clients out of that oh wow so wow. i'm so happy that she can afford a 380 eighty dollar haircut on our dime that must be so nice Boy. so nice well you know she hates well, she, she may have paid for it uh-huh. I, I, it wasn't that capitol hill so that's the point shop. she 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 bypassed the the hair salon that is free for the members mm-hmm. and went out and uh, and paid this because she has to look her best as she's out pushing socialism mm-hmm. yes tim and pulaski tennessee pulaski go ahead and according to Bob, hey, I, I, I was done. Good. <laughs> Stifling effect. <laughs> Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Hey, I was looking to y'all talking about the monarch butterflies and the hummingbirds. Uh, I'm what you call a purple martin landlord. I attract these purple martins to my yard every year, and they migrate from Brazil to the United States every year and raise their young, and they'll stay through the summer and they're and they migrate back in August, and they've been known to be seen on radar in flocks of thousands migrating back to Brazil. And uh, they say the same birds will return to your yard every year. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, it's See, I'm out of the loop on the purple They seem mark. pretty resilient, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I, I just them. happen to think if the temperature changed, they would just migrate somewhere else. Well, and, and to the bigger if, point, if you're an evolutionist, though, if they don't, who cares? Yeah. That, that, they, they couldn't Actually, adapt. if it gets warmer, they wouldn't have to go as far south. Yeah. They might go further north during their normal time. So, yeah. And by the way, if they have babies while they're here, does that make them all Americans? Yes, yeah. That's good. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Smurthers. Yeah. We call that an anchor bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, let's go to Earl out of Leroy. Earl, 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 how you doing, buddy? Hey, keep with today's theme of hypocrisy and um, stupidity and irony. <laughs> Did you see where all the uh, the fires in California? I mean, the, the three of the fires in California they were cutting the power off to millions of people, and now they're all complaining for not having any power. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. that's going to be the future if, if they uh, if we go away from fossil fuel. I want I want to say to these Californians that are mad about their power being turned off. I remember they sued the power company for starting fires, so this is part of their. Birds just move. So they, yeah, yeah. They said we just drop. We'll just drop it out. Fine. <laughs> Wait a minute. It off. Oh no. <laughs> Wait. We Wait have confused. A, a confused oh, American. It's been a while. Oh. You mean to tell me <laughs> if I blame the power company for starting wildfires, they might 
cut me off. <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> Where's my power? <laughs> I don't want to have big carbon emissions unless I'm hotter than hell. <laughs> 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 uh, Wait a minute! Really get down there? Wait just a minute! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Hey, that man-made carbon emission don't mean much now, though. You wish you had it back. Oh, uh, you know we were just looking at the footage of the fires out there now, and <laughs> man, it looks like a blowtorch with those Santa man, Ana winds coming over. You. Which to me makes it even more obvious that you need to do fire breaks and control burns in the year you don't, in the part of the time you don't have that. You know, but if you if you're thinking that that man. Man's putting out too many, too big a carbon footprint. Yeah, we'll sit there and be hot, and sit there with no AC and sit there with no lights. Because right now, Mother Earth is going. Thank you. Well, if that's what garbage you believe, we saw protesters about save the Earth, and you know we had Greta and all that, and she's got a bunch of kids out there protesting. Ought to be in school. How dare you? But uh, (laughs) how dare you? And. you know what was funny? And so many, you saw the memes online. People going, okay, we agree with you. First thing we're going to do away with is social media yeah. and, and start from there. And so understand that if you really get what you want, it's going to have consequences. Yeah. yeah. Who would have ever thought? There's you, no free lunch in this, back so to the to frontier speak. days. Yep. So now the power company says, oh, we don't want to start a fire, so we'll just shut it yeah, down. Yeah, we're going to shut it down. They said, since, since blowing, y'all right? sued us for down. millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, when the winds get up, we're just going to cut the power off. Listen, y'all, y'all made us out to be the great evil power off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enjoy. Well, holla at hey, you we when, the, start when the winds die down. We'll turn hey, them back. Hey, let us know when the winds calm down. We'll turn your lights back on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think some of that was a here. You're gonna get what you asked for. You know what I would do right now? I'd set up a candle shop right down the street. <laughs> oh boy, I bet they make them <laughs> that and batteries. Kill. That and flashlights and batteries. Mm-hmm. Propane tanks. Or yep. Some, you know what they tell us about batteries, don't you? Well, the battery's supposed to be the answer to everything. Did you did you see where they were talking about when they did these rolling blackouts? They're telling the Tesla people, get your car charged. Yeah. Yep. You better. <laughs> well, Hurry and charge right. that yeah, thing. You know why? It takes electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, can, somebody help, can somebody help me again? If you want one, that's fine. You're not saving the earth. And I if, wanted to go look at one. And I know I know you kind of kind of want yeah, one. Yeah, I do. And, and that's fine. But, guys, you're just going from I got to stop and get gas to I got to put my car on the charger. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different form of hassle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Wouldn't the hybrid be the better way to go? You know, the, some of the hybrids I've seen are actually work pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they're a pretty good deal. Let me tell you what I do. The minute, and I know that some of you out there are going to. No, I prefer a nuclear reactor, but I mean, you know, that's just right. me. That's just well, you. Cold fusion. Back to the future. Still I'm working I'm, on that. But Prepare some tree huggers are about to weep just a little bit, so just get your act together. Hold on just a second. Mm-hmm. The first thing I do when I have to rent a car and I get one of those godforsaken it goes dead at the at the red light cars. <laughs> I immediately take it out of that mode as quick as How I. How do you do that, Rick? Because the car I'm driving now does. No, it's got a button. button. You got to find, find it. There's an eco yeah. button. It's called eco or something. Eco. You turn that. I thing. thought the car. It, it broke. I thought it broke down. It resets every time you crank the car, and there's no way to bypass it. It's not like a switch you can bypass. It's I built into the, the red program. Line and all of a sudden, it shut off. Went oh my god. Turned it off. And I lifted my foot. And went, I don't. I don't know that you saved that much. I don't know if you say that much cranking. You're just going to wear an alternator this out. Is that, this is feel be good for it. This is feel goodism run amok again. Yeah. Does anybody really think that you're doing anything by your car going dead at a stop sign? Are y'all serious? <laughs> I mean, that's so stupid. And then, and then you press the gas pedal and it comes back on again. What are we in a golf cart? That's what, yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That's exactly. What, how about, like. That's what it feels yeah. like. I thought it was yeah. broke. Turn it off. Eco button. <laughs> okay, I'll look for the it. First, I also realize if you don't push the brake all the way down, it won't do it. Can I tell you this? What's funny too, Greg? You know how this, and this is nothing but just a kind of an interesting human fact. 
Do you know who those kind of cars bother the most? Sherry Burgess. Oh, really? <laughs> She'll just start, please find that button. <laughs> Something about that just flies all over her. She's had to have a rental car like that before, and she's going, hey, we got to find, we got to end this right now. Well, the air conditioner doesn't hold up good at a red light with that. It goes, oh. it starts going south on you. I don't like it straightening me out. I didn't realize I drove that bad. It thinks it's got to straighten me out every time. I know. They've overdone all that, too. They've overdone all that, too. I wish I was in that car and you didn't know it when you start talking to it. You know, I know you, you do. Do you know you can take that off, too? The lane, you can anything. take the lane adjustment off, and you can take the eco going dead at a stop sign and going dead in traffic. Here's what I love when it goes dead when you're on a hill in traffic. Yeah. That's my favorite. What, what a dumb idea. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick we're back. It is nine minutes now. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Coming up next hour, if you get next hour, uh, we will be talking to Congressman Gary Palmer. We'll be trying to get educated on what's going on with the Turks and the Kurds and uh, the president's uh, policy that he is uh, taking on right now. And, uh, and we'll talk about that with Gary Palmer, who is a Republican and, and who does support the president. Uh, but uh, he's going to try to educate us on on what's going on there because it is a very complex, complicated situation. And uh oh, oh no, oh no, not the air air raid. Here comes the air raid siren. This means two fan bases uh, right now are about to find out that their game is going to be called by Beth Mullins. So um, this is not <laughs> look good, out. This is Watch not it. got good news for Cincinnati and Houston. No. Cincinnati and Houston, 2.30 Central Time on ESPN2. Yep. Well, well, you know what that means? Hey, Beth Mowen's here. I'll be going over to Cincinnati. Uh, like Greg, a, a natty light. Bearcats. Hey, the Bearcats. Uh, that's a half bear, half cat. Kind of like Rocky Top Woman. She was half bear and half cat. Cincinnati Bearcats. They'll be taking on, you know they'll be taking on, Greg? Who's that? Cougars. Houston Cougars. Oh, the Cougs. <laughs> taking on the Houston Cougars. Can't wait to be there with Rocky, and we'll be breaking it Half down. Half the team redshirt. Uh-huh. Well, it's like the Cougars are oh, kind of throwing throw the season away. Mm. Like they throw it, like they said, hey, we got to get a timeout. <laughs> done away with the season there. Still trying to play hard, taking on Bearcats. <laughs> Bubba, that's half bear, half cat. Yeah, I heard that. Yes. <laughs> half bear, half cat. For some reason, Cincinnati, Cincinnati, convert, yards. Cincinnati has the Chick-fil-A logo on their helmet. I know. I know <laughs> they do. A Chick-fil-A logo, which means they're anti-gay. Oh. Uh, okay, <laughs> Beth. Uh, some other games uh, be going on around the country. There's a big one. At the old Red Red River Shootout. No, no, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry, you Rocky. can't say that. Somebody, uh, somebody got to get shot. Rocky. Somebody might get shot. <laughs> At the Red River Shootout. That's called the Red River Classic. Red River Classic. Show, we're showing down now, Beth. Red River Showdown. 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 Yes. Ah, they changed the name so much. Rivalry. Threw that in there. Ah, Beth yeah. can't keep up with it. A lot of changes. <laughs> a lot of uh, changes. Red River Showdown. It's a showdown. Anything but shootout. I'll tell you what, it's a showdown in Texas town. 
How do y'all feel like that being early in the day? How does that make don't you like feel? Don't like that start. Why, why is it? Why don't is like it that 11 start. I don't know. Why is it 11 Central? Yeah, 12. You know what that is, Eastern, Isn't don't always, you? I think hey, it's Calvin. Calvin. Just feel Calvin. Right. You know what that is, Eastern, don't you? <laughs> What's that, We'll Beth? kick that baby at noon. Oh, okay. Beth likes to get a little dicey. Call it a nooner. <laughs> Beth Mowen. <laughs> Oh, you. <laughs> We're renaming it Eastern Time, the Red River Nooner. <laughs> it rhymes with sooner. It rhymes with sooner. Oh, it's okay. a nooner sooner. Okay. All right. I see where you go. Sooner at nooner. Okay. That's about five times. That's, 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 that's what Beth means. That's what Beth means. But Beth, don't, don't miss the other 11 o'clock. Take it on the Longhorns. <laughs> Sooners and Longhorns, Red River. Huh. Rivalry. Rivalry. SEC Network, though, at the same time. You see that one? There SEC Network. Oh, look over here. <laughs> got the Bulldogs. Oh, boy. Hey, state struggling a little, Speedy. Hey, state struggling. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miss Mullen. <laughs> hey, Miss Mullen. No, that's not what they said. According to Beth. They missed that front five. I heard that from Rocky. Well, you know what that front five is. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but guess who they're taking on, Hemsley? Who's that? Rocky Bottom. <laughs> oh, boy. Headed up to old t- Tennessee. That's a rival game. You know where Tennessee's located? Knoxville. <laughs> oh, yeah. Knoxville. That's true. Knoxville. Spend much time in Knoxville, you, Greg? Smoky Mountains? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Up there in Gatlinburg? Sure. Watching that taffy being made? I love it. It's exciting. <laughs> you do when you look at Beth. Hey, Rocky, Beth. Hey, Rocky and I are going to go get some taffy, salt water. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the Red River rivalry. Bub over in the SEC oh, network. He's over down in the ball. You know. Bubs, he's watching the wall. Where are your Auburn Tigers this weekend? Where's Malzahn? <laughs> Had a little trip up last week against the Gators. No, well, I was just looking at that uh, Florida LSU game. Oh, you oh, going Saturday oh, night already? Right. Saturday night. I don't know night. if you talked to Coach O about it. Or not. Oh, 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 maybe well, we can get a quote from. As a matter of fact, I got. Uh, where, where I got Coach O standing side with Rocky. Rocky is standing by with Coach O. Where did take you, man? You wouldn't Well said. Rocky, you pull it out of the coaches. You really do. Thank you for that, Rocky. Sounds like you had a good plan. Saturday night. What a game plan from Coach O. O's your Ryan. You know where they're going to play it on Saturday night, don't you, Greg? Where's that? Baton Rouge! <laughs> oh, Death Valley! <laughs> oh, Red Stick! Down there in Death Valley. Some people rather go to the fire of Hades and to play Saturday night in Baton Rouge! <laughs> Coach Ozerine got his Tigers with a high-flying air raid offense. Can't believe we had that interview. A lot of effort today. It's going to be taken. Yeah, it's going to be done. Hamza, you know who they're taking on, don't you? Guess who's coming into Baton Rouge? Is that? Gators. <laughs> Mullen. Off a big win. Off a big win yeah. after a cheap shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little dirty play there by the Tigers, <clears throat> according to Coach Mullen. He needed to see the replay before popping off like that, but it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you who I got my eyes on, Nittany Lions. Uh-oh, they're looking Ooh. good. Nittany Lions Happy making a run, there. taking on the Hawkeyes of Iowa. That's another big one over on ABC. It is. Trojans. Against the Irish. Ooh. Trojans taking on the Irish. Irish, of course, building their season off getting beat, but not badly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We lost, but we didn't lose badly. Looked pretty good against the dogs. 
Still a loss, <laughs> but we celebrate. <laughs> right. Because we're the Irish. We know we could still be ranked number one. Even one <laughs> loss on the close one. I've noticed you've looked over Alabama at Texas A&M, Beth. Not a big game. A lot of hype. CBS I think Saban will take Jimbo Fisher and take him to the woodshed. Oh, really? Not impressed with A&M. Auburn ran all over him. Don't think Auburn is good as the Tide. Okay. Tide's going to wax A&M. Unless they're sleeping because they've been bored out of their minds out over the last few games. Yeah, yeah. the season hasn't started. Uh, what time is that? Season game? tickets at Bryant Denny, not worth their price they once were. <laughs> a lot of boredom there. Not much going on. Last, ba- last Bama it. game I went to, uh, a tumbleweed blew through, second quarter. <laughs> Saban. Got him, got him right. We want some. Hard to keep it up, I hold What do you think about those wide receivers? Oh, wow. What a bunch. Uh, the Man. Tide. They'll run wild. Speed, speed. They'll run wild against AM. You know why? The Aggies not so good on pass defense. (laughs) Auburn exposed them, (laughs) Bonex. Here comes the tide. Beth Mowens, join us this weekend. See you up in Natty. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. daily that common sense is a superpower american heroes rick and bubba it is six minutes now past the hour you got the rick and bubba show thanks for being with us speedy the real greg burgess helmsy eddie man adler team rick and bubba's on the field for another hour we're glad that you are here hash brown hero plays with his phone but it's still ready to take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Welcome back. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. All right, so we want to talk uh, a little bit. Uh, we've talked about the town hall last night, uh, earlier in the program, but there, there is a situation brewing uh, with Trump's uh, foreign policy concerning what's going on with, with, with Turkey and, and with the Kurds. And uh, so... This is this is a lot to unpack, and there, this is always a very confusing part of the world on on who's on first and who's on second, and and what's our relationship with with these people. But what about this relationship over here? And it's a difficult; these are difficult waters to navigate. And so we have got Congressman Gary Palmer uh, to join us on the program again today. Uh, Congressman, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Well, you know, we're doing all right, but I will tell you, and that's why we called you yesterday, This, anytime we're dealing with the Middle East, it's a very confusing hodgepodge, and just wanted to kind of get your feedback today on how the president is handling this and what advice you would give, or do you think we're in the right direction right now? Well, I would advise the president to rethink this and walk it back. I think it's a mistake to pull our... Uh, troops out of Syria and to uh, particularly to uh, separate ourselves from the Kurds. Uh, I understand the president's sentiment here. I've I've heard him talk about writing the letters to the family members of soldiers who have died in the line of duty and and I understand the emotional toll. Well, I can't fully understand the emotional toll, but but I have a sense of it. But at the same time, um, you know, just from a, a strategic perspective, you should never give up ground you've taken. You should never have to retake ground you've already held. 
and and I don't think you want to abandon allies. And I, I'm very, very concerned, uh, guys, about um, the future of our ability, in terms of our ability to get people to fight alongside us uh, by the example that we're setting right now. Congressman, tell us this, uh, because on the surface, it looks like just what you said, we have turned our back on someone that helped us, but it's more complicated than that. And Turkey is an ally. They're a NATO ally, which is one of our highest level uh, allies. Why explain to everybody a little bit, why does Turkey want these people out of there? What is their beef with the Kurds? Which, by the way, don't well, get those two groups confused or you'll say a word you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it goes back to World War One, actually. And Europe is very much at fault here. Uh, there was not a nation, per se, of, of Iraq until the Balfour Commission. And when they drew up the new boundary lines for the Middle East, what used to be called Mesopotamia, they left the Kurds with no homeland. Uh, there are Kurds in Turkey, there are Kurds in Syria, Kurds in northern Iraq, and they have been attacked from all sides ever since. And you may recall, and this occurred after Desert Storm, that Saddam Hussein used chemical weapons against the Kurds in northern Iraq. Right. And they wanted their own uh, homeland. They bought they wanted their own homeland. And I you know, I don't think it's our place to get in and start dividing up territory. But those people came alongside us to help defeat ISIS. And as in regard to Turkey, I don't trust Ergenin. Uh, he's a dictator. Uh, he has cozied up to Russia, and a lot of that's the right. fault of the previous administration. Right. And I think if, if we step aside and turn our backs on the Kurds, he'll go in and wipe them out. All right, Congressman, All let me ask you this. Did we make a mistake when we had, after the first Gulf War, not cutting off a little piece of Iraq and giving it to them because they, as you said, and even the Kurds, they refer, they want their own homeland called Kurdistan. They, they have a plan to have their own homeland. And, a, and I'm, I'm just, I'm giving you the, the flip side of this because we're trying to figure this out too. And I, I don't disagree with anything you're saying, but Turkey claims that the Kurds are terrorists and that they have been fighting a separatist war inside their country, and they've actually been at war with them since the 80s, and that they once they, they, they about got them cornered, they all run into Iraq. They can't go into Iraq because we're there, and they're kind of tired of this game of hide-and-go-seek with the Kurds, who they call terrorists, and they want them out of that area. They want to wipe them out. There's no, there's no hiding that fact, whatever we want to call it today. Because they say they're terrorists and they're killing people in Turkey. Well, I can't speak to that. I haven't seen any, any intelligence to that effect. In regard to uh, carving out a part of Iraq for the Kurds after Desert Storm, I don't think that would have been practical because we did, we really didn't invade uh, Iraq. If you'll recall, we drove them out of Kuwait and stopped at the Iraqi border. Um, well, maybe the second later, time then. Yeah, the second time, I think that might have been doable. Um, uh, 
and it, it probably would have helped us prevent the uh, rise of ISIS. That's hindsight, Bubba. Uh, so uh, I wasn't in Congress at the time, and there were a number of things that that some of us, even though we weren't in Congress, some observations that we made that, um, to to people that. Um, weren't taken seriously. I think if they were to go back and look at the situation again, they might look at things differently. Yeah, and I'm not I, I'm not I, blaming you either, Congressman. I'm just I'm just reading you. some of these articles of what people are saying. Why? Because it just didn't make any sense. There had to be an other side to the story. And according to them, they're saying that the Kurds are just like ISIS. They're just a different branch. In other words, they are trying to do in Turkey and Iraq what ISIS is trying to do in Syria and that the Kurds were smart enough to know that if they allied with us against ISIS they thought we were going to give them a part of northern Iraq to be their country and that's the only reason they helped us they have no moral obligation against ISIS they're Muslims too right well, I mean I'm, lump, I don't think you lump them all in together well uh, two different branches they, they obviously are not the same well, and there, I think that's part of the problem with with uh, a lot of people is that they lump all Islam into one little bucket, and that's just not accurate. But um, it, it, the problem goes back to European manipulation a hundred years ago or eighty years ago, right. and it's never been resolved. And uh, I don't think uh, allowing one country to carry out a genocide against another is the way to solve it. That, that may be a, a solution, but it is not the right solution. What do you well, I don't you think know, America should stand by and let something like that happen. Well, Congressman, here, here's what they're going to say. We committed genocide against ISIS. We wiped them out. We claim we wiped them out. Our president yeah. said we wiped them out. Is that genocide? Well, that's war. And ISIS had declared war. They declared themselves a caliphate. And um, we yeah. took the fight to them, as we should. Yeah, well, we also didn't wipe out a race of people or wipe out, eradicate uh, that form of, no. of Islam uh, off the face of the earth. But, the, but let's go back to this. So what should we do? What would be your strategy in this situation? And I want to ask you another question about Turkey in general. Yeah. Well, I would make a call to Erdogan and tell him to to call off his attacks and then I think we're going to have to sit down with everybody concerned and, and figure this out and I don't know I don't know what the final solution would be um, I always thought that if there was a solution for the Kurds it would be in northern Iraq because like I said Iraq is a made up country to begin with right. it's not just Kurds it was Sunnis and, and Shia and um, so really, you, that, yeah, we want to go back and try to. It's always going to be a problem. Yeah, they they need to have a homeland, or this is just going to continue. And you know, if you were talking to to Great Britain during the time of the revolution, they would have called us terrorists as well. Yeah, uh, everybody's yeah. Uh, everybody's freedom fighters are terrorists. Correct, you know, it correct. just depends on who's calling who. Congressman, let me ask you this: Turkey is a NATO partner of ours. Is that a bad arrangement? Are we more in love with Turkey's geographical location than we are the people in the government? 
Turkey is a much more complicated situation now than it's been in years because of, and again, this sounds like I'm blaming Obama, but when, when we got involved in Syria uh, backing the rebels, uh, we opened the door not only for ISIS to be formed, and if you may recall, we went into Egypt. We were behind Morsi and the Muslim Brotherhood. Thank God the Egyptian military came in and overthrew Morsi and, and they elected el-Sisi. Right. Then we went to Libya and, and basically destroyed that country and put Gaddafi out of power, even though Gaddafi was not, had, had gotten out of the terrorism business for all intents and purposes, and started shipping arms over to, to arm the rebels to fight Bashar Assad. When I don't know if anyone ever sat down and, and calculated the fact that Russia's been in Syria, they, they use a Syrian naval port, they've been there for 60 years. And to think that, that we could go in there and the Russians not get bombed, and then the ISIS thing blew up, and Russia has now become the dominant influence in Syria and, and, and Iran, and I think eventually in Iraq, unless that situation changes. And Ergenen sees this and saw how weak we were, and so he's pivoted to Russia. All right, Gary. We've got a NATO ally that's aligned with Russia in many respects. Yeah, can can you hold? Or do you, can you do another segment? or Do you need to go? No, I can. I can do another segment. All right, we're going to put you on hold. We'll come back. So it is a very, very complicated situation. But if you listen to Congressman Palmer, he's trying to give you the whole world history of mistakes that were made under various administrations that have kind of led to this unresolved situation. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. 23 minutes past the hour, Congressman Gary Palmer of Alabama taking time to be with us today talking about the president removing the U.S. military uh, away from the Kurds. And really, if you look at it, he's saying to Turkey, we're out of it. If y'all want to take them out, take them out. And uh, respectfully, uh, Congressman Palmer does not agree that is the best way to go, and he's trying to uh, convince the president and calling on the American people to to reconsider. But I know, Bubba, you had a, a couple of uh, more questions for Congressman Palmer. Well, Congressman, I'm, I'm just trying to, again, this is such a complicated thing, and people are asking us questions. I don't know what to tell them. Uh, and I, I want to I go back to Turkey again. They, they've got this guy. He's questionable, kind of a strong-arm guy leading the place now, but they're a NATO partner. Uh, as you mentioned, they've been playing footsies with the Russians on some missile systems, I think. And Trump is wanting them to buy American stuff. I'm sure there's some deal involved in this that we don't completely, you know, have full knowledge of. But is Turkey a good partner to have in NATO? And what should we do about I mean, is that the, from an American standpoint, is that something we need to deal with first? I think we've got to work on our relations with Turkey. They've been a reliable ally. Uh, they've been very helpful in the past under previous administrations there in Turkey. And I mean Turkish administrations. Uh, we have an air base there. So, um, and, and they're flying American-built planes. They're flying F-16s. Uh, but there's, I think there's some issues that need to be resolved. And a lot of it is a carryover from what I talked about on the previous sec- segment about the mistakes made by the previous administration, and, and I just hope that 
that the Trump administration doesn't compound those mistakes. Uh, I think I have tremendous confidence in Mike Pompeo, and uh, and I, I think I would really appreciate it if the president would reconsider what he's doing, uh, get Turkey to stop the attacks, and let's try to work this out. It is how, how do you how do you walk it back now? I mean, they got warplanes blowing buildings up, uh, refugees. I mean, is can you walk back from that? Well, I think you can, uh, and uh, I think the president could do that. And I think I think we need to be working on it. I think Congress is going to take a position against this decision by the president, and. Uh, I think it would have been good if he had consulted some folks in Congress before he made this decision. But uh, I haven't, I don't, I really don't know of a, a member of Congress uh, that that thinks that this is the right call. So would there be pressure? You said there'd be pressure. Do you think the president has, is making it no more complicated than he, he said it? He doesn't like seeing our soldiers, and when I say soldiers, I mean any of our military personnel, uh, any of our military uh, personnel being killed in this situation, and he would rather us not be in that situation than to stand with the Kurds. I think that that this is a an issue that is somewhat emotional with the president, in that uh, our soldiers are in harm's way, but. Rick, we've got soldiers in Japan, we've got soldiers in South Korea, we've got soldiers all over the world. Sure. And and we have them there to uh, protect against evildoers, to be totally blunt. And I, I think this is another one of those situations where I think he needs to rethink this. And I, I agree for every soldier that we lose that... There's a price to pay to maintain stability around the world and protect our interests. And, and um, I just think this is one of those situations where where it's more complicated than the average person might think it is. And, and, um, and we need to stay there. We need we need to try to help the people in that region work this out. And um, and the president's right about one thing. They've been fighting for for a thousand years. Yeah. And the animosities that exist there are deep, 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 and they that's not going to be resolved easily. Congressman, I, I agree with you. I, I've got a problem giving back something we've already won, and I'm like you. I I think one you know, I, I wish we didn't have to have military all over the planet, but I don't see any other way around it. Do you? I mean, we're going to have bases in Japan. We're going to have them in Germany. Uh, we probably need to have one in Afghanistan. We need to have one in, in Iraq. I mean, th- we're never going to get away from that if we're going to keep those places stable. Do you see another way around it? I don't. Uh, but, but, and, you know, here we were trying to negotiate with the Taliban on, on a peace agreement with the Taliban, and they carried out two suicide bombings. Right. While we're negotiating, the, the world does. There, there are people around the world, and I know this may shock people, but there are people who don't see things the way we do. Right. Uh, they're not interested in peace. They're interested in power and domination. And I think you have to take that into account. And unfortunately, uh, America is the only nation in the world that really has the ability 
on a consistent basis to stand against evil. Thank Congressman you, Congressman Gary Thank Palmer. Thank you very much for taking time. Yep, appreciate your time. Thanks for what you do. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll be back. Bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Our thanks to uh, Congressman Gary Palmer for being with us today. Uh, you know what? Uh, we we continue to get letters uh, of success concerning uh, relief factor. Uh, how about this? This letter comes from Marie. Uh, who is uh, a big fan of the Rick and Bubba show in Michigan, and we thank her for that very much. She said, look, here's what happened. Uh, about, a, about a year ago, I started taking Relief Factor after hearing about it on the show, uh, and the results have been truly life-altering. And I love these kind of letters because, you know, somebody's got a problem, and there's a product we were able to team up with, and, and it's actually made a difference. She said, I had um, been suffering from pain, inflammation, chronic fatigue, depression for over 20 years because of all the pain. Uh, I learned to manage it, but I was having to make major concessions in my personal and professional life. Nothing I tried over the years had worked consistently, and I was taking a bunch of the over-the-counter painkillers on a regular basis, and I know, in all fairness to those products, as they'll tell you, uh, that's not healthy. They're not designed for this. They're, they're designed to help you in a small period of time, and then you move on. You don't. They can't become like a supplement. That's not what they're designed to do, but... As uh, Marie found out, with the relief factor, it's all natural. Uh, you uh, you can take it every day. Uh, it's uh, made of botanicals and fish oil. She says, uh, this started to work for me almost immediately. I was skeptical. And she said, I got the quick start pack. She said, I just turned 60. And I mean this when I say to everyone there at the Rick and Bubba show, relief factor is giving me a new lease on life. So thank you. And my husband thanks you too. Uh, if you want to find out more, uh, 1995. You can try it for three weeks. Uh, if it works for you, you keep on using it. If it doesn't, you tried something else. It didn't work, and sadly, you still got a problem. But you know, at least you can check that off the list. But for Marie and many other like her, uh, it does the job, and maybe it will for you. I sure hope so. All right. So we come back. Anything to add? I mean, I understand what Congressman Palmer is saying, and when you're dealing with the Middle East, that is a very, very, very difficult uh, place to do anything. And as he said, a lot of the problems have been created over mistakes that have been made in the past, all the way back to, to Europe after World War One. And the point he was making about Iraq is, is a made-up country. Uh, and that was part of them drawing up these lines that they didn't draw up anything for the Kurds, and, and the Kurds have been trying to find their place ever since. I'm oversimplifying it, but that's kind of what, I, what it sounds like. And uh, so I don't know what, what the solution, but I think what we need to realize if you're someone who's really involved in politics, that what Gary Palmer is telling you, it doesn't matter how you feel about Gary Palmer or how you feel about the Trump. What he's saying is Trump has done something that he is going to get resistance on from people even within his own party. And yeah, you, and you, yeah, and you see so. some of that out there. Well, look, the optics of, of us turning against somebody who just helped us out defeat ISIS certainly doesn't look good. But I think when you dig into this and you look at what the Kurds are trying to do in Turkey and Iraq and Syria, 
you see why Turkey may not be happy. And I think it brings up a bigger question of Turkey and NATO and are they a good ally or are they not? And, you know, if they're a good ally, how are we going to oppose them with the Kurds? I mean, they, they want to get rid of this bunch. They consider them terrorists. They're trying to wedge out a, a Kurdistan inside Turkey territory. And, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, it's like you say, it's very complicated and it goes back centuries. And, you know, it's kind of like all of our grandparents have always said and, and was mentioned in that conversation. They've been fighting since the beginning of time. So I don't know that there's any end in sight. So anyway, so we'll, we'll see where it goes, but it, it will be a, uh, and you know, you got to remember though, you got to look at, and I'm not saying uh, agree or disagree. I'm just talking about it. It's a fact. If you, if you look at Trump's entire body of work and he certainly has changed, my goodness, at one time he considered himself a Democrat. So, yeah. and, and hung out with the Clintons, but you know, he's gone through a process of changing his view on things. I think because as an American, he realized that, hey, some of the things I might have thought were no big deal politically, they really have messed the country up. So he's he's changed his point of view on some things. But if you remember, he was very vocal against the Iraqi war. He was not for it. Right. And I think as a president, he he's bringing something into his presidency. He has never been a fan of the confusion of the Middle East. Right. Right. And, and in his mind, and I'm not saying agree or disagree, I'm just stating he, he the fact. He has a black and white look on most topics. So when he yeah. looks at the Middle East, as, as it does, and it does the same thing for, for those of us, any of us that, that you consider yourself to be a problem solver, right. when you look at the Middle East, it seems an unsolvable problem. So I think the Trumps of the world say, well, just forget it. I mean, let them fight themselves if they kill each other and – I'm not. I'm not trying to say he says this. I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. You're I, I understand the mentality. Yeah. We we all should care about human beings. But as Gary Palmer even said, when you start talking about war and nation against nation and a fallen creation, I mean, there's there's been people killed since the fall. Yep. Uh, we got our yep. first murder pretty quick. Yep. Of course, that was a murder. Uh, uh, fighting nation to nation is not. But when you when you look at all the things that have gone on, I think President Trump says, "Why do we continue?" to get our military personnel killed, and it doesn't appear to him that anything changes. Now, there may be others who know much more about this than I do that would say, well, no, there have been changes. Let me show you this, this, and this. And you did hear Gary Palmer saying the Middle Eastern foreign policy of the Obama administration was disastrous. But you also could say the George W. Bush administration had a shot to give the Kurds territory in Iraq when we won the war, and probably that would have been a, a, a wise thing to do, and, and it wasn't done. But I'm telling you, Trump, well, Rick, Rick, you know how you know this? It's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump thinks all this is, is a waste of time. And and so he, he's going to, and when he writes a letter to somebody, instead of saying, look, this has gone on since nations have fought against nations, and your loved one gave their life because we have to keep stability in the world, He's wondering if he has conviction when he writes that letter concerning this. Yeah, I don't And I'm think... not saying he should or he shouldn't. I'm just telling you, I'm, by his actions, he doesn't like this kind of stuff and doesn't think it is worth yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't think he's you know going, uh, going soft on being tough by any stretch, but I think he's, uh, you know, the businessman in him is looking at the cost and manpower and dollars versus what we're getting out of it and says this is a this is a lose we need to close this outlet and move out of there um and like i say it's just it's just complicated the optics look bad 
but then again, you have to you have to look at Turkey's part of it, and then do you do you say, look, Turkey's a, a good ally, or are they not a good ally? They're, they're, I mean, we're we're obligated by treaty to defend Turkey. We would have to go to war if they were invaded by NATO standards. So I don't know. It's you could argue against treaties too, and I think several of our founding fathers did. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and and I think that uh, there's also a mentality, and again, not coming down one side or another on this because I understand it too. That Americans, a lot of Americans right now, right or wrong, say our problems are so pressing, we're more concerned about what he's going to do here, as as opposed now. Now some of that can be short sighted because right. if you don't deal with things around the world, they yeah. will end up yeah. at your front door. Yeah. Uh, so nine eleven. Yeah. So some of that can be short sighted, but I'm just talking about the mentality right now of I'm at the rally and I'm just not that concerned about what's going on with the Kurds. Now, is that the right attitude to have? I didn't say that. I'm just saying it's probably an attitude that we can understand. And he has built a, a following right now that if you oppose him on anything and, and you're a politician, not somebody of conviction, you probably have to rethink it. You know, that, notice I said two different things. Yeah. I see a politician doesn't have any convictions. They just want to get reelected. They just so, take the politically yeah. expedient position for them. And and mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, knowing, you know, Trump is a deal maker. And I have a feeling, as Gary had mentioned, that, you know, Turkey has snuggled up to Russia lately. And, um, you know, there's, there's some worry about getting them back more on the NATO side than than buddying up with Russia on oil deals and on military planes. And he said something very key there. You heard him say, we have an air base there. You know, that's that's always something that, that's very important to the U.S. military is air bases. Yeah. So, you know, if you have Turkey come along and say, hey, I noticed your lease is up on the air base here. You know, if we don't get rid of some of these terrorists, we're going to be so busy fighting them, we're not going to be able to get that lease redone on your airbase. So you, you don't know yeah. what's in play here, you know. Well, it's because you're dealing with an imperfect world and you're dealing with politics. Yep, yep. And uh, and that, and any times you're there's no there's no perfect political view really when you're dealing with a there's it's, it's there's so every every ying has a yang. Yep, yep. And uh, when when it comes to that, and and you think okay, we, we're not getting anybody else killed. But then if you look back and you see that that turns into something that down the road may cost more lives, I mean, who knows? I don't know. The Middle East is a very complicated place. Yep. And uh, you have to make complicated choices. And so, but all this was really about is for the talk to a congressman who says he's going he's gonna to face some opposition on this. Do the American people care? I don't know. We'll be back. 15 minutes to the top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us today. Golden ticket seats. I got a ticket. Nine minutes to the top of the hour, and we say hello to our friends Nick and Charles James. How about Charles having a birthday tomorrow? Happy birthday, Charles. 
Bobby's back again today. Bobby the rabbit. No rabbit head today. Bobby Aldridge here today. Uh, Samantha and Rain, they were here yesterday, too. They're, they're back again. All right, so uh, Payez, they're here. Uh, also, we have someone just had a birthday. Evan Richardson just had a birthday. And uh, Terry Richardson here. Uh, of course, Evan uh, wearing his shirt that boldly proclaims Greg's Minion. Uh, Jacob Vetters, Jacob here today. Uh, Stevie and Jackie Sargent. All in the golden ticket seats. And they take home a pound of delicious BuzzBox coffee. Uh, I was laughing so hard yesterday. Did you see the uh, the Babylon Bee thing they put out on Starbucks coffee? Which, I, I mean, I la- here it says this. Starbucks voted best coffee if you're in the middle of a deserted wasteland and there are no other options within a 1,000 miles. <laughs> so anyway, BuzzBox coffee, uh, the best coffee in the world, and also 10% goes to the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund. And everybody who wanted one today that doesn't already have every CD we've ever put out, uh, t- uh, they'll take home today a Rick and Bubba double yeah, CD yeah. As, as well. So uh, anything else, uh, we got a uh, – we have Randy out of Pensacola. If you want to get in, you can at eight six six. We be big. You can comment on what we've already talked about. Hash Brown Hero takes your phone calls. Bring up a topic. Ask a question. Lines are available now. If you start moving, you will get in. Uh, Randy, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Rick and Bubba, good. How are you? Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick. In honor of Talladega this weekend, I've been thinking about this. How about Beth Mullins? And Eli Gold doing a radio broadcast oh, at Talladega this weekend. Uh, we're, so, so Beth Mullins is going to do NASCAR with Eli with Gold. Eli Gold right? with, with, <laughs> with Eli Gold, yep. Well, Eli, I, I, what? I'm, I, they're coming out of turn two. Over to you, Eli. <laughs> Here they come out of turn three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, Greg, I'm so mad at you. I'm oh. so mad at you. I never noticed that Eli Go does that, and when you brought it my to my oh, yeah. attention, now so you here. Now I hear it every time I three, listen to you. Third and three, third and three, and uh, <laughs> we need about three, not two, but three. Why, why did you bring that to my attention? I got why? my head, Rick. I couldn't get it out. And that, you, you ever notice that you don't pick them on somebody's quirk? Yeah, and, and then mm-hmm. and then somebody brings it to your attention, and now it just screams at you every time you. Y'all hear like it. Beth Moen. <laughs> yeah, Rick, you do the same so, thing. I know, us. I do. You're right. There are pastors that you do I this know. with me. I know. I'm sorry. And then that's I can't focus anymore because that's all I think about. Well, and it, we've had it with some guests too that they're, yes, they're yeah. talking, their voice makes weird noises, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, we've yeah. all got friend, we've all got the same friends that you'll mm-hmm. point out that too. I know. Speedy got Botox, right? Sure. How's your how's your, forehead? your forehead looks fantastic, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it is come from, <laughs> doesn't it? Look at his forehead. Did you shower oh, your chest sleep. this morning? Hell, uh, describe what I always shower my chest. <laughs> shower <laughs> chest. But it shampoo. seems shampoo. Shampoo. He, can, he can still sure. move his forehead. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking. It, it looks smooth, good. though, isn't it? It does it, look now, smooth. You know, like it's shiny as a... Okay. It, it really does, look, doesn't it? it looks does. like a little baby's honey, doesn't it? Does. It, does. it does. When are you going to go get that shop back done on your nose? I need to. All right, now, Bubba, I need to do that, too. I got a snout like no other. Bubba, Robert, has been, this, that, your, your ham buddies have tried to bring this up all morning, so let's get it in before the live show's over. Oh, my goodness. All right, Robert, go ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, ham radio is about to be no more in California. Bubba? Oh, gosh. California wants to take them. <laughs> I'll hang, hang up and let see what you guys say. Bubba, what's going on with well, this? It, I got a lot that, of emails about this. I'm whispering that one. That's not, I tell you what, that's whiskey not tango completely, victory. That's not completely true. Yes, it is. KJ557910. Alpha, beta. What it is, a lot of the ham radio repeater stations for two meters and the 440 band are on state-owned towers. 
Do they have to be up on high mountains to work? And most of the time, because ham radio is voluntary and it's a backup emergency communication service, they, they, gave, they give them that space for free. Well, California has basically sent them a letter and said, you have to start paying rent because we got our own system right. now. We don't need you as a backup, which they still do because mm-hmm. theirs will fail uh, eventually. And they're, they're just, look, California California has got to find a way to pay for all this good doing that yeah. they're wanting to do, the, like the, giving the, free health care to illegal aliens. The do-gooders? You've got, somebody's got to pay for that, and they're, they're, they're going through that. everything they're doing now trying to find extra dime. Hey, Bubba, I just got a text from Eli Gold, and he said he's a ham operator, and he says seven threes. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Greg? Why? That's not there. That's not there. <laughs> but you know, I can't have Rick they uh, the, a lot oh, of these man. services, and, and we all over the country, they donate <laughs> tower space and and places on this for ham radio hey, stuff. So you know, but it goes back to like this tax exempt thing. That, you know, people don't give them the equipment. Don't give them to us. You get it wherever you can. You raise money. You may have to start raising money for tower rentals. Yeah, that's I right. I mean, that's just part of it. That's a that's a valuable commodity, and it was great. We got it for free, but you may have to pay for it. There'll be an uproar about it. Nobody. Let's go to uh, Monroeville. Nah. Wait till they face the hams. Bruce standing by. Bruce, <laughs> go ahead. You think yet. the Kurds are tough. <laughs> We're led by Joel Walsh, and here we go. <laughs> go, Bruce. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Bruce. I'm visiting my nana. And I'm from over in uh, one of the eight county areas in California. I gotta tell you, it's totally bogus, man. I had some sweet buds that were coming up on my plants. It's medical marijuana. And it, all of a sudden, man, they cut my electricity off. And now everything's going down into the tubes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was. <laughs> there you one go. Of eight counties. It might have been, might have been in nine. those plants already. Oh. Speaking of Bo, the uh, Talladega, there's Bo. Bo's in Talladega. Go ahead. Bo. Bo. <laughs> Welcome, Race Fans. Hey, Bo. <laughs> hey, guys. I just had a quick thing I wanted to, to throw out there just for, for fun. Uh, let you guys talk about it, and I'll hang up. Uh, so in the Bible, it says that the you know Babylon will rise again. It's part of the whole end-time prophecy stuff. Well, the, the Medes, as we know, are the Babylonians, and the direct descendants of the Medes are the Kurds. So I, I'll let y'all have fun with that and, and talk about it. And, I don't mind getting off it unless you got questions. No, well, no, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't know really what I, I don't to know say the that. lineage of the, uh, of the Persians. I know it's where modern day Iraq is, so. Yeah. Or Iran? Iran. If yeah, you're talking Iran. about Persians, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're Iran, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, and I only know that because I know David Nash. Right, yeah, we've heard that. Uh, we've heard the, that uh, speech. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Reference. Well, he'll correct you. I know he will. Yeah, I've been corrected. <laughs> right. We all have. <laughs> I'm Persian. Now, go ahead, Nasser, back off. We got it. <laughs> the, uh, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you're uh, – how about this? If they are going to rise up, they're, they're having a difficult time doing it right now. Yeah. Well, that whole area, I will say this. We know that uh, based on the name of the rivers, uh, a lot of the very early biblical time was in Iraq. So, you know, it's, that's been a hotbed for a long, long time. Yeah, there, there, there's. Matter I'm get, of fact, Garden I, of Eden is probably there I'm, somewhere. I'm getting, I'm getting We're some blocked from seeing it. I'm getting some text, and I'm getting some of this too. They're saying what we need to do is throw Turkey out of NATO. They shouldn't be there. I mean, just keep our, our military base, throw them out of NATO. We don't have Cuba in NATO, and they 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 shouldn't be in it. That's part of the problem.
We like their land, though. Our early warning radar for Russian missile launches is in Turkey, too, so that's a problem. We like their location more than their government. <laughs> right. And dressing with it's not bad. Bubba, no. Rick and Bubba.